This is Beyond Governance with Dr. Nimrod Mbele on 101.9 High FM. Uh, we are now joined on studio by Teshma Ishmael, who is a CEO of, uh, um, yes, uh, I believe she's available online. Let me take this opportunity to welcome um, Teshma. Hi, thank you. How, how are you, ma'am? All good, thank you. Thank you very much for, for gracing the airways and being part of this interesting conversation. Um, uh, earlier on, Tashmin, I indicated, you know, the magnitude of unemployment rate in this country. And, and you are occupying a very strategic, if not important role, um, uh, in the form of yes. For the benefit of the learners, for the benefit of the listeners, um, can't you just take us back on the essence of yes? Why was it established? If you go back to uh, two or three years ago, uh, we remember the first um, sort of talk of South Africa experiencing downgrades. And uh, this led to a flurry of activity. We understood the ramifications of downgrades on the economy. And uh, business went to government with, um, uh, you know, deep concerns. And uh, at the time, Minister Godan was at the Treasury and said, well, what will you do about this? Business then, business leadership set up the CEO initiative, which was business agreeing to create special purpose vehicles that would drive with a singular purpose um, the contribution to solutions uh, like youth employment, like SME development, uh, industrialization. And one of those vehicles was uh, to deal specifically with youth employment. And that idea was the inception of the Youth Employment Service, which is business-led in collaboration with government um, and labor to be able to create employment opportunities for youth. The, you know, there, is the, there are two numbers. Um, there's the, the, the census number that you have on the 27% uh, unemployment rate, but there's the extended definition, where if people have given up on searching for a job, we don't include them. But this doesn't mean they're still... Uh, this doesn't mean they're excluded from the economic issues that face people with no incomes. And so the idea of YES is to build pathways for youth into the economy uh, to be able to overcome some of the structural legacies that have meant that they can't participate and, uh, and, and to, to really use private sector, business and government uh, benefits to channel resources into this, uh, this big problem. Thank you very much for that uh, detailed brief as to what the yes is all about. Um, what what might obviously be interesting is is because we have we have a number of these initiatives in the country. We have got the National Youth um, NYDA. Uh, we've got uh, CO initiatives. Um, you know, we've got a number of these initiatives. What is the operating model of uh, yes for now? And 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 I tell you why I want to know what what is operating model because. Um, if the model has been tested and is proven to be delivering, it is easier for that model to be replicated. Hmm. So we negotiated with uh, the DTI um, for about two years, uh, and they were they were really uh, amazing to work with in thinking about how we could use the codes of good practice to make a contribution towards uh, addressing employment uh, or unemployment. Uh, and the the final gazette which amendment which came out last August and then the practice note released in October of 2018 uh, said that companies businesses if they 
followed a formula based on their net profit after tax and invested in a certain particular target number of youth employment opportunities would be able to move a level up on the BE scorecard. And if they doubled that number, they could move two levels up on the BE scorecard, provided they met some minimum requirements in delivering on BE. So this was this really was a first in terms of policy and working together, private and public sector, to create a set of benefits and a carrot rather than a stick approach um, to incentivizing the employment of youth. Uh, there's also the Employment Tax Incentive, which was an earlier policy um, change made by Treasury, which would allow for um, the, the claiming of a thousand rand back on a youth salary, a black youth salary under 6,000 rand. So those were two very deliberate um, legislative pieces that form important, an important part of driving youth employment. And then, of course, the youth salary comes from business that will employ these youth and, uh, and pay them their salaries every month. So the operating model is one of sharing the cost and the risk um, associated with uh, employment, first-time employment opportunities for these young people. The the difference with this, uh, this, so so you were lumping yes with the CEO initiative, but the CEO initiative is a cluster of different programs, and yes is one of those. The others, the other programs in the CEO initiative have very different objectives and mandates. <clears throat> so uh, you know there there it's it's not a, a, a comparison. The NYDA is a government agency and it's a government-funded agency. Yes, it's an NGO. And yes, its revenue model is that for every youth that is placed, there is a fee. Um, but that fee helps to build the, the evidence trail that the youth, ha- youth has a quality work experience. Every youth that is placed uh, through the program gets a smartphone. Uh, the smartphone has two apps, Yes apps that deliver 25 modules of beautifully designed behavioral work readiness material over the, over the year. We build a digital profile and CV for the youth, um, and we ensure that we are monitoring and evaluating the, the whole process. So to, to give you the chain of events, Company X uh, says, right, uh, we want to join this initiative. We really believe in contributing to South Africa's challenges and, and helping solve them. And we love the idea that we can move up and be, and transform our company on the BE scorecard. The, there's a digital process. You register on our website. Once you've registered on the website, you are then uh, calculated. Uh, you're allowed to calculate your target. And you then uh, commit to placing that target number of youth into employment. And either you do it inside of your own company or we have turnkey solutions to NGOs across the country for beautiful social jobs tutors at school programs, uh, community healthcare workers, early childhood development trainer teachers. Um, so lovely social impact jobs at community level. And you can select where you want to place those youth. And, uh, and then we can assist you or we use our partners to recruit and place those youth. And so I think, you know, if you study uh, the models out there, the YES model is pretty unique. Interesting to hear that. Um, I'm, I'm also quite uh, pleased to hear the, the two pieces of legislation that you referred to that, um, you know, obviously try, try to try and incentivize, you know, private sector to, to, to be actively 
involved in this in this scheme what has been the general reception of businesses in in as far as uh, you know uh, absorption of employment of of learners or you know uh, youth even being part of the initiative yeah. the reception of the initiative in business so you know um what doesn't help us is that the economy in general um you know the sort of mindset and frustration uh, that that you're seeing across the board However, um, there is, there is, we can't, we can't argue with the number. Uh, yes has got 19,000 commitments for work opportunities for youth. The 90 of the 19,000, about 16,000 have already been placed into jobs. So in the current economic climate and over the period from January to now, that is a big number. That is, that would make, yes, um, the highest impact employment program driven by business in the country. And, uh, you know, if you look at the job losses in certain sectors, the 19,000 is not a small number. So whilst I want to say that the general economic malaise is not helpful, uh, yes, has been seen as a beacon, as uh, a port where people or businesses who want to be part of a collaborative movement to achieve impact through collaboration and not work in silos, this has been seen as a platform to come to. And I think that's testament in, in the number um, of, of, of uh, over 19,000 opportunities. It is quite interesting to see, uh, within a very short space of time, that you've been to, we've been able to amass uh, quite a number of uh, uh, opportunities for youth. Uh, but, but you know, do you still stand? Do you still believe that the targets that you've initially set, in terms of creating opportunities up to I mean, a million of jobs created, created, if I'm mistaken, do you still believe that, despite the economic downturn or you know, despite the economic uh, the sluggish economic growth, as it were, those targets are still are still practical, or they might be reversed. Yeah. So yes, didn't set those targets. Um, you know, they were they were announced as as part of a of a big plan for for uh, for multiple youth development programs to be able to go for that. I understand why those big numbers were set. Um, you know, if you look at the scale of the problem. If we have lots of siloed programs uh, and, and, and we don't think big about how we scale this and we have expensive programs that, you, you know, don't get youth into job or do it at, at, in very small numbers, we're not going to move the needle. Uh, you know, we do need uh, big, hairy, audacious goals um, that, that set a vision, that, that set our targets high uh, and that we work towards them. Um, the practicality is that you have to work hard for every single job, but if you do it in a sustainable fashion, if you are able to build ecosystems-based approaches and collaborative platforms, you know, it's this uh, old Jim Collins saying around the flywheel, you know, the first turns of the flywheel are, are hard graft, you know, there's heavy pushing. But there's a momentum that comes when you reach uh, a tipping point where you've got enough collaboration, you've got enough credibility, enough belief, and it just starts to snowball. And part of that snowballing, I hope, is the stories of these youth. Every single one that gets placed has a story of their own. 
And these are powerful stories because the multiplier effect of one job in a family is, is potent. Um, and if we start to get many more of these youth stories and an understanding of the impact filters do and is felt, I do believe that we can create a momentum, shift mindset, and really get people pulling in the same direction. I couldn't agree with you more there. But one of the issues that, that is of interest, in, in, in this is basically, you know, your, your, your view as the entity that you are targeting urban and rural youth. And we all know that in, all, in most of the programs, uh, urban youth are the beneficiary. The rural youth remain on the periphery. What is different or what is the yes strategy um, position in bringing on board, in, you know, a rural youth in particular? Mm. We're actually quite proud of, of the work that we're doing and the push that we're making to try to drive um, opportunities into peri-urban and, and rural communities. And we do this through our implementation partner model. So a company like Nedbank, for example, has a yes target. Obviously, the banks and the mobile networks have the biggest targets because their net profit after tax is, is, is large. Uh, they had a target of 3,340 youth jobs, which their CEO, Mike Brown, very bravely said, we're going to do this. But if you look at those Nedbank placements, very few of them are inside of Nedbank's own infrastructure. Uh, because, you know, the banks have to be globally competitive. They're all moving into digitized models. And uh, there, there isn't space for entry-level workers in a sophisticated digitally driven environment like banking today. So through implementation partners across the country, in communities like Bushbuck Ridge, uh, in and around the Kruger Park, um, in, in townships like Timbisa, uh, YES is vetting and bringing on board implementation partners, which are umbrella bodies or NGOs, which are involved in the skilling and placement of youth in those communities. And we partner with them. The corporate sponsor pays for the salaries. And those entities in those communities recruit locally and put those youth into the programs at their community. So transport costs are factored out. It gives local youth an opportunity to benefit from the first economy and resources coming in from there. And uh, we've done a mapping exercise, actually, of, of the of the placements and the income-driven and we're, we're quite thrilled to see that the strategy has paid off where, yes, of course, Gauteng still um, uh, is, is, is the largest area, but uh, it's by no means dominating our map. We've got a lovely spread across provinces. Uh, we can do better in the Eastern Cape and Limpopo, um, but we do, we do have a, a decent spread across the country. Um, Pumalanga, KwaZulu-Natal, um, Western Cape, and not not in the cities. You know, we we move these into uh, communities on the periphery, um, and and we've got we've got a good spread. Well done, well done to, um, to you guys. It looks like you're really making a huge dent on the current unemployment rate. Um, maybe as we're wrapping up, uh, Ismail, can you just kindly tell us, um, you know, what 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 would be your parting message? to a youth that, that is listening to the show and most importantly for me the corporate leaders who are part of the, 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 the high FM uh, you know, base mm. so you know for youth we, we don't want to promise you something we can't deliver we want you to feel empowered that you can go um, go out there volunteer 
um, if that first job doesn't come to you easily, try and try again. We've been publishing stories in a youth newsletter to our database of youth. And what we do in that newsletter is we tell you about the long story that sits behind getting that first job. It doesn't just happen on the first try. The youth that get into the jobs persevere. They volunteer so that they've got some experiences to put on a CV. They practice interview skills. They go and, and, and uh, um, ask people for assistance in crafting a CV. Even if they don't have work experience, there's a way to build that CV. And so we say, you know, don't wait for someone to make that first job happen for you. Empower yourself and, and, and don't stop building an action plan to get that first job. To, to all of the people out there listening who have the privilege of being able to offer a young person that first opportunity, we ask you to take yourselves back to the person who gave you that first chance. And would you be where you are today if you weren't given that first chance? We owe it to young people in the country. We have failed them on many, many levels. Um, you know, we haven't given them a system that really prepares them uh, for this, this world outside of school, particularly the 56% who drop out before they even get a matric. And we're asking you, as, as the privileged class that is able to give job opportunities, the future of the country is, is in its youth. We cannot live in a bubble where business believes that it can operate as an island. The prosperity and health of our communities, which is driven by economic participation of, of everybody or larger numbers of people, will, will catch up to businesses. You know, the biggest risk to investment is country risk. Um, and, and so the future of your businesses um, is most intimately linked to having a healthy country with people who work. We won't progress if we continue to lock this many youth. It's over a third of youth that are locked out of economic opportunities. The more people participating, the better for all of us. So please join. Uh, join our platform. Join our collaboration. Together we are powerful. Thank you very much, Tashima Ismail, who is the CEO of uh, uh, Youth uh, Employment Services, giving us really heads up in terms of the kind of program that other are implementing and how best you guys you got you can actually contribute in making a big dent. Uh, once again, thank you very much for coming through. Thanks for the opportunity. Say yes. <laughs> Say yes. Yes, indeed, you're welcome. Uh, and well, we're going to have to take a break and reflect on issues that Ismail uh, Tashmia Ismail presented. This is Beyond Governance with Dr. Nimrod Dembele on 101.9 High FM. Welcome back. It is now um, almost uh, 20 minutes to 7 o'clock. Um, thanks for joining us. Uh, for those that are joining us now, I had a conversation, very interesting conversation with Tashmia Ishmael, who is the CEO of Youth Employment Services. She was really unpacking uh, the YES model, the YES program, as it relates to the kind of work that they're doing uh, in, in addressing the scourge of unemployment in the country. We noted that 6.2 million of South Africans, particularly the youth, are currently unemployed. And, and, you know, the country that has this kind of unemployment rate is actually a threat. I was quite uh, fascinated by a, a, a deep sense of reflection in terms of what are the 
consequences or potential consequences that could emanate as a result of the, of the current unemployment rate. She was quite um, eloquent in so far as you know, uh, w- you know, trying to woe in uh, investment or in uh, uh, potential uh, investors into the program as you know. Uh, business uh, as an entity or associations cannot live in this bubble, so she says it. So it was quite important or interesting to hear how, you know, uh, the yes model is actually, you know, being envisaged. And also what I've picked up from your conversation is the fact that within a very short space of time, they've been able to create 19,000 job opportunities. And, and, And each of these youth that were given, uh, you know, a hands up, you know, or opportunities have stories to tell, um, stories about, you know, uh, sense of dignity, sense of hope. And, and we just need to cry as a country. We just need to find space or mechanism that could ensure that the 19,000 uh, opportunities that, that, that has been created is, is actually been, uh, massified because it's not, it's not, it's not enough. I mean, 19,000 at, you know, when you look at the, the, the magnitude, we are currently sitting at, you know, six, 62, I mean, 6.2 million of unemployment youth that, that, that can't be. But what also, I found quite interesting is the collaboration model that the the, the yes uh, is actually you know bring on board as part of the the CEO initiative. I mean, there are banks, there are you know major corporations that are behind this this particular initiative. You know that that for me lies a success uh, factor. Uh, for as long as we have a, a, a number of organizations that are behind this 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 kind of program, the better. But on the other hand, one may argue that we do have other entities such as NYDA, uh, which which did not unfortunately have a very positive rapport uh, in, in public space. The narrative around NYDA has nothing but just a disaster, but but it looks like it, they're picking up in terms of, of the public image, they're picking up in terms of their relevance, uh, in terms of how they address issues that, that faces youth. So So let's just hope and see that the kind of collaboration that they are Crafting, you know, amongst other with the likes of NYDA, you know, it's quite useful. I was also quite fascinated to pick up that, you know, as part of ecosystem, um, you know, the 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 the, the, the rural youth. Um, there, there's a bit of a, an attempt to try and get the rural youth as, as in, into the fold, which I find quite fascinating because we all know that in most instances, um, these kinds of programs have the propensity to focus on urban youth and, and, and leave those youth that are on the periphery, literally in the periphery. So it was quite interesting to hear that, uh, you know, provinces such as Mpumalanga, uh, Eastern Cape have been brought into the fall. So, so that, that, that for me really stood out. Whether the, 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 the million, million jobs that they, you know, are, uh, you know, advocating for or trying to, uh, you know, acquire over a period of time, it, the jury's out there, you know, to make a determination. But we do need this kind of very robust, a practical program that in such as yes that really try and, and, and get us into this in, into a space where we're able to make a huge dent you know a huge dent into the unemployment rate because you know as you pointed out it's not you know business can't live in the bubble you know we need to ensure that we create opportunities uh, for the, those kind of opportunities would all, would eventually make business more sustainable. On that note, note, let me just take this opportunity to welcome uh, a colleague of mine who just joined us, Eric Stillerman. 
How are you, sir? Good evening, Nimrod. How are you? Thank you very much. Thank you very much. Thank you. You know, we're just having a quick reflection of uh, a very interesting conversation I've had with, yes. with, 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 with Tashmir and, and really pointing out on the kind of work they are doing and the extent to which, you know, uh, that represents a beacon of hope mm. for the majority of youth in this country. So your, your take on this kind of initiative, um, I, I've, I've got another reservations, but Perhaps maybe uh, you have an opportunity Thanks, no, I'm, I'm, I'm sorry that I missed that. Um, I had to go to a, a prayer service for somebody who's uh, lost um, a bereaved family. Uh, so I missed it, and I really wanted to hear that interview. I did get a WhatsApp from a friend of mine who, who said it was very inspiring and makes her want to go out and create jobs and give participate. So maybe if I may just ask that you cover how people can participate in the Yes Initiative. No, no, you know, in a, in a very broad way, she did yeah. articulate how. I mean, uh, so practically, is there is there a way that she could actually could you, if if listeners can uh, uh, WhatsApp uh, you or or, or uh, Chai FM and give a contact number for the Yes Initiative, because there are many business people out there in in our community who may very well want to actually, you know, participate in and make a constructive contribution. It is interesting because as a parting short, that's something that I, I pushed for, something that I really wanted her to put it out there and say, how do they get hold of yes? yes. And how do they contribute? I mean, you know, the information is on the website, yeah. uh, which, which, which anybody is welcome to, 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 to peruse and really engage with the website content yeah. because all, most information is essentially there. But, but what, what is of critical, uh, for me, based on the conversation, is the fact that, you know, the, 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 there's absolute drive to create those, those kind of opportunities. They're currently sitting with 19,000 jobs opportunities which have been created. 19 or 19? 19, 19 one, one nine. Okay. Uh, within a very short space of time. So that is indication of a, a model that is likely to succeed within a very short, you know, whether they will reach the, the, the minimum mark, which by the way, she said it wasn't the, the yes, uh, targets, but as part of the pronouncement by the, 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 the president and the press, of course, there's this big, uh, number that we throw, we throw out that they will be able to raise about, you know, uh, uh, one million jobs. Uh, so, so whether that's feasible or not, that's something that, that, that is yet to happen. It's a matter of time. But what, what is practical based on, on the evidence presented around the, the 19 in a thousand opportunity created, uh, using the BE window, um, you know, it, it's quite, it's quite encouraging. Um, again, I apologize if I missed, did miss crucial parts of the interview, but if I may just con- contribute to the discussion, uh, just ask you, you know, what is the actual model in, in essence? How, what's your understanding of it? How do you create a job if you're a company that you might not have had uh, available before? How, how do you do that? Well, firstly, it is a matter of uh, creating opportunities by way of taking in incentives. I mean, there's a revised BE code yes. which calls for companies, you know, to to, 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 you know, log in into the details and find out what sort of contribution they could make. Yeah. And on a basis of the qualification of, of these companies, they are more likely to, to, to get a better rate on a BE scorecard. Okay. So they can get BEE points. Precisely. On the BE scorecard, you know, uh, creating uh, jobs. Um, so it's almost like a win-win because when you are able to, to, to log in and, and go through the, the profile of your company and see 
the extent to which you are going to create job opportunities mm. for the youth. So, so that 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 relates to or translates to some PE scorecards on your on, on your side, which which um, the indication I got was that majority of companies, if not most companies, um, have found that very useful, and they're quite keen to participate in their numbers. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, and did you give an indication of the kind of uh, salary and the duration of the the employment period? How long uh, do do companies take on youth for? And what sort of salary do they pay them? Is, does, was that covered at all? No, look, I mean, it's, it, it's a matter of, uh, I'm, I'm quite aware of some of these programs. It's, you know, duration, it's about, from about 12 months to 18 months on average. Right. And it depends on the companies, you yes. know. So it's not, it's not a prescription. Right. You as Eric Stillerman yes. with an opportunity to provide mm-hmm. work experience, uh, yes. an opportunity to partner with a mm-hmm. youth, you may determine that. Mm. And you also determine what what you can you know obviously afford to pay, mm. and it's a negotiation settlement. It, it's mm. there's not a prescription necessary. Have have they got a a, a pool or like a database of of youth that will qualify uh, to take up those jobs, and that you know that they suggest to you who you can choose from, or is this something that? You do by just going, looking out and recruiting youth yourself. How no, do you they, know you they do? have a, they have a huge database. They I have mean, a database. Uh, you can imagine, I mean, 6.2 million youth that are currently unemployed. Yeah. Um, um, well, overall picture. So most people obviously are going there. Unfortunately, it's not every single person sure. uh, who qualifies. It's not a single person that they can yes. help. Yeah. So, so it is just a question of really f- putting more measures on on work readiness programs mm, mm. because um employ, employability it depends on on work readiness program because majority of the youth um don't have even metric right you know so those without metric there's a program which they put together around work work readiness mm. in conjunction with other partners right. around you know um, how do you present yourself how do you develop a CV and how right. you conduct yourself in the interview sure. and how you, you project yourself, that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. So, so mm-hmm. it's quite useful. So there's a, there's a huge, uh, sense of work readiness program. You know, the rest perhaps maybe, you know, when, when, when you go to the website, you know, we can really mind. What is the website address? Did she tell you? you know, w- Youth employment scheme or yes? No, no, it's www.yes, uh, you know, I think. Um, I also wanted to maybe look at uh, how it's connected to learnerships because learnerships have also made a very big contribution and and companies, um, a lot of big corporates uh, uh, get involved with learnerships and get a lot of BEE points for that. Uh, So that's been a successful model. So together with this kind of YES initiative and another big initiative between the private and the public sector, um, uh, which is currently on the go, can make a big contribution. My big question, though, also is, you know, in in the context of the economy sliding and, um, you know, uncertainty prevailing politically and economically, unemployment going up to 29%. And actually, if I may just comment, it's not even 6.2 million. It's more like 6.7 million at the moment. Um, you know, d- this... Is contributing maybe nineteen thousand wants to maybe scale up to a million. How do you know how you you can't ignore the bigger picture and how we straighten out the economy as a whole and the political issues? I don't know what your thoughts are on that, Nimrod, at the moment with the current uh, uh, events that are unfolding. 
Look, uh, my view is quite simple on these matters. Firstly, you know, um, when you have a very solid, uh, you know, a model such as yes, NYDA and other reputable models that are out there, it's easy, you know, to you know to to massify them, so to speak. Yes. The only problem uh, in my experience is the fact that there's very uh, little collaboration amongst among key players. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, the fragmentation undermines prospects of creating opportunities that really makes dent. Everybody go, up, you know, to do their own little bit Fragmented initiatives. You know, uh, so, so once you could have a big initiative, all the collab- collaboration, if you could bring all the parties mm. under one roof mm. and sponsor the program that that is producing results, mm-hmm. you know, because we we are all for the result that produces results, you know, that is the only way in which you could really make a big dent. Mm. But that's not my sense. My sense is that um, you know there are bits and the pockets of excellence, yes, you know, national and provincial, even at district level. Right. Everybody's in their own bits and pieces, mm-hmm. but we don't seem to have that overarching, you know, and well coordinated. Right. Uh, a plan that 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 brings all the parties together mm. and and really make a huge impact in yeah. in, in, uh, in in addressing unemployment. Yeah, I, I think that uh, the president. We're talking leadership. The last few weeks, uh, weeks, the uh, president is in parliament this week. Uh, I, I don't know if you've got any feedback on the. He's going to be giving some commentary on on the state of the economy. And on what what government has got in mind, and of course that you know leadership vacuum is crucial that that he step up and fulfil it with a lot of um, knives in his back and <laughs> uh, attempts to 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 shift him out of the position. Uh, I don't know what your current reading of the situation is. That every week it gets a little bit more uh, you know intense. The 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 the, the war out there. Look, I mean, you know, it's an it's an nature of the beast. It's going to be, it's going to get worse and worse. I, mean, I don't yeah. foresee any situation where political uh, quagmires, you know, settle down. Mm-hmm. I mean, what is of interest to me and and pretty much everyone else, you know, we we losing sight on the real issues. Mm. The real issues: is how do you get the economy? Uh, on on the right trajectory, exactly. But unfortunately, you can't get the economy on the right trajectory when the leadership is caught up on on on, on issues um, such as you know Mukabana and, and and other related matters. Mm-hmm. So the president is fighting his own battle within the NEC, mm-hmm. you know, because of the factional battles. So so that for me undermines perspective of him focusing his energy and time on what really matters, mm. which is, you know, addressing unemployment rate as it were. Yeah. The youth, you know, you know, we really have a serious bending issues, you know. So so these are kind of issues that uh, you know, if you were to sit down and, and, and dissect them, require stability and leadership level. Uh, uh, my view is slightly different, Nimrod. I, I think that, you know, your leader, uh, your your president needs to step up to the challenges at the same time. So you know, on his legal issues, he's got a top legal team, and they must get on with that. His attention as president needs to be involved with the main the main priorities of running a country. Uh, so it, 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 the two don't exclude each other, and it's, and it's not if he gets that right. You know, the one right he can move on and do the others. That's why he's elected a president because he's got a multitask, right? So I'm I'm, I'm Personally, and waiting for um, his his answers in Parliament this week, in the next day or two, 
and and then you know they're going to launch you said a a comp- comprehensive plan of action to get the economy right and all the various uh, departmental strategies and programs aligned so that there's a turnaround of the country including the state owned entities we need to actually get a handle on 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 what um the government is is got in mind and how they're going to enlist the private sector in the in the initiatives in terms of expertise and you know uh, last uh, last week i think it was we or two weeks ago we had Siswe and Katsana uh, not only with his uh, education initiatives but you know the fact is he was instrumental in turning around telcom getting in a private sector partner and then going public and taking uh, turning telcom from a public sector organization which was really in bad trouble, like ESCOM and SAA and Donnell and SABC, and making it fly and running it like a proper business. So, you know, th- this this is the direction that we, we have to go in. You know, when you get that kind of confidence coming through from our leadership, confidence is a huge ingredient in terms of business uh, uh, investment, where the people are leaving their money in the country, taking their money out of the country, investing in the Johannesburg Stock Exchange or investing in foreign stock exchanges. You know, right now there's an, I heard uh, a story earlier this week that uh, one and a half billion rand in South African bonds are leaving the country. You know, just a sign of confidence can turn that around quite quickly. Because our interest rates are quite attractive and there's been a, a, you know, before there's been a huge influx of capital into this country. So, you know, we, you, you've got to see it happening from the top. I don't know what your thoughts are on how, in fact, uh, uh, one can, can energize such a kind of positive uh, show of leadership from the top. Look, uh, positive leadership, it's not about, you know, documents. You have to go beyond documents. I mean, we yes. do not have, in this country, we do not have a shortage of solid plans. Sure. You can unpack any plans, you know, before even him mm. on paper. They right. are quite robust. Sure. So, so that on its own, for me, will never cut it. Yes. Um, it is the execution. It's about robustness. It's about being decisive. Right. And what we are left, what we have not seen, and let's look at SOE environment, for example. Yes, there's been a bit of, you know, improvement around changing the governance structures. Mm-hmm. We now have competent boards. You know, we are we're really moving, you know, steadily, nicely mm-hmm. in terms of a fit for purpose. Mm. Uh, but going beyond just appointing the right people, you have to look at the business model of, mm. of mm. mostly on enter- enterprises. Mm-hmm. Um, we, we can't sustain it in a current, you know, fold. We need to diversify. We need to bring strategic equity partners. Mm-hmm. And, 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 and it's going to be a very complex and, you know, difficult conversation with the unions. Sure. So one, I would want to see, or I would, you know, love to see how, you know, that kind of plans, um, are reflective of the, 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 the bigger picture and how the unions are brought on point because, mm-hmm. That's, that's the biggest issue. You know, I don't think we, we, we don't have sufficient insight. We have more than a sufficient insight. It is just it's a political insight. Yes. You know, into these issues. It's yes. just a political will, you know, to make hard and, you know, hard, hard decisions. You know, for example, look at the, the SOEs. Mm-hmm. You know, one of the biggest issues that, you know, in as much as they create job opportunities for, for, for a lot of people, mm-hmm. um, they themselves are not sustainable. There's no amount of 
equity partners that could come into that kind of space without addressing, uh, you know, staffing issues, mm. uh, for an example, and people that don't necessarily add value. Mm. So those are complex conversations that anybody sure. needs to have. Yeah. And, and unfortunately, you're going to have to deal with the unions uh, on those kind of issues. So it, we have to find a consensus mm. on, on how best to take the SOE environment into a, a better feature. Yeah, look, I, I, I was listening to the replay of this program on 7 to 8 uh, on Sunday morning and I heard myself say last week <laughs> that, um, you know, there has to be a, a compromise. It's not a win-lose situation in negotiations. You can't get rid of 20,000 employees from ESCOM or any of these of course, major. Of course, you can't do that. So, so you have to uh, uh, come to, 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 uh, a kind of a deal, a, 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 a compromise arrangement to say, you know, we're not going to give you 10, 15% increases slowly, but surely the workforce can be uh, reduced through natural attrition. Uh, we're not cutting 20% of the workforce. However, from a union point of view, the unions also want to know that the income side and the sustainability of these organizations is, 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 is the outlook is positive. So, in fact, I see there was an agreement, if I'm not mistaken, with the city of Johannesburg with the unions this weekend, this week. One of the, one of the municipalities has actually entered into an, an agreement with Kasatu, with the, I don't know which other unions, as to moving forward in a way that they're not going to conflict, they're not going out on strike. And that they've got cooperation. They're going to participate in the budgeting process. They're going to, there's going to be transparency and accountability. These are people that work for these institutions. You can't just treat them like numbers. So on that basis, if we all get together and work towards a common objective, it can be done. Look, it can be done. Uh, ultimately, as we're wrapping up, by the way, um, it's quite important that you know we are we are very decisive in what we do, yeah, sure. and 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 part of the quality or part of the leadership quality that that we need to see it is sure. that element of being decisive. Right. We can compromise. Yes, we have to compromise. Yes. But at some point, you have to take a decision. For sure. You know, and, and not all the decisions are going to be palatable. Um, your party short in thirty seconds as we're wrapping up. No, I agree. I'm waiting to, to hear what's going to come out in the next week or so in terms of, of pe what pe the leadership has got in mind. Yeah. 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 No, no, unfortunately, we're going to have to leave it there. Um, and uh, thank you very much for coming through, Eric. Pleasure. Thank Cheers. You. Bye. Bye.